Blessings for the Senses by John O'Donohue. May your body be blessed. May you realize that your body is a faithful and beautiful friend of your soul. And may you be peaceful and joyful and recognize that your senses are sacred thresholds. May you realize that holiness is mindful, gazing, feeling, hearing, and touching. May your senses gather you and bring you home. May your senses always enable you to celebrate the universe and the mystery and possibilities in your presence there. May the arrows of the earth bless you. Our theme for this month is embodiment. And the Soul Matters introduction to this topic says, the reason we are called to sink into and care for our bodies is not just to relieve stress. It's so that our body's voice no longer gets drowned out by all the other noise. Now, the other noises that surround people living today weigh in on them, I think, because many reckon that the body is a separate item, that the body stands alone in and of itself. It is, of course, what we see when we look at a person. There is an emphasis on bodily appearance on red carpets, runways, in beauty shops, and a multitude of products designed to enhance a good look. And the conditioning of the body is featured on athletic fields, in gymnasiums and weight rooms, and supplements that are said to help develop your muscles and make your body look better and stronger than it really may be. But bodies are not standalone items, I share with you today. The human body inhabits this interdependent web of existence of which we are a part. And the we that we look at in this lesson on embodied living is the full and complete we. It is beyond just the body. Several strands from the web of life allow us to be who we are. Now, I wrote up an outline for this message, and it says body, mind, video, breath, an overview, and making your special day, making a May Day for you. The body. I do not think I will ever walk the red carpet of the Academy Awards. I realized years ago that there is nothing in this body worthy of a runway. In other words, I have some limitations. I don't know about any of you, but I know I have some. And I have not even getting, gotten to my klutziness yet, or the fact that my mother told me I was, Jimmy, you're pretty hard on your shoes, you know. However, in the same way as winter turns to May, there is a summer outlook, a summary outlook available. Did you hear this one? If April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? 
pilgrims. May is a wonderful time to turn away from any personal complaints and acknowledge the parts that work well, which is why the pilgrims came over on the Mayflower. I have been told that blind people have good hearing and that the deaf see with a particular purpose. If your legs bother you, how are your arms doing? Can you recognize the parts of your body that are doing well? Can you turn away from some complaints about a stiffness in the back to the productivity that you are left with despite that pain? I know that that's difficult, but it is important to offer thanks to the better parts of you. And you might ponder questions like these on your special day. The body. We turn to the mind. John O'Donohue introduced us to this blessing with, may your body be blessed. But how blessed can it be if the mind fails to appreciate all that our bodies are doing for us? And this leads to his second line, may you realize that your body is a faithful and beautiful friend of your soul, a friend of your soul. Your body has a purpose. Your memories live within you, as do your habits, your quirks, your personal characteristics, all there within your bodies. Reason dwells within, too. And all of these contribute to your soul and your soulfulness. Your spirit would be severely dampened if you did not have a mind to track what you were doing. Now, I'm not going to parse the differences between soul and spirit and mind today. That's worthy of another discussion. But what is important is that spiritual development takes place over time. Those of us at approaching 70, over 70, have seen some of this growth within ourselves over time. And we know that mental attention is needed throughout this process. It may be easy to specify a program for spiritual growth, but it takes effort to pursue a program of spiritual development it takes attention. There are times along the way when you may almost learn something, but only partially, and you know it. Yet the spiritual track asks to go ahead and pursue those areas and do it to the fullest because other times will circle around in the course of your life where you see something similar or see the same thing itself and they will be there again. And what you once learned will prove helpful when that cycle returns. And may you be peaceful and joyful and recognize that your senses are sacred thresholds. May you realize that holiness is mindful, gazing, feeling, hearing, and touching. May your senses gather you and bring you home. 
says O'Donohue. There is a sacred awakening flowing in through the senses, particularly in May, when the flowers are gorgeous here in the Northwest. Our Unitarian Mayflower-initiated journey transcended the Atlantic on a boat, but our trans tradition transcended the Pacific through a transcendentalist inquiry into the philosophies and approaches of life that they learned there. Their study of Buddhist teachings noticed that ideas attach to people. When they looked at themselves, they saw that similar attachments resided within them. And I'm two sentences away from the video. Sadly, once attached, the ability to detach is weakened, particularly if other attachments are holding an attachment in its place. Take a moment for this video on attachment, letting go is not a weakness. One day, a university professor holding a bottle of water, he asked his students how much they think this bottle of water weighs. 500 grams shouted one student, another from the back shouted 600 grams. The professor looked at them and said, actually, until we weigh the bottle, we wouldn't know. And then he said, imagine I hold this bottle for a few minutes. What do you think will happen? One of the students shouted, nothing. He said, what if I hold it for a bit longer? Let's say I hold this bottle for, let's say, a few hours. And they'd said, well, your arm would start to hurt. And he said, what if I held this bottle for 24 hours? And one of the students said, your arm would practically be paralyzed or in extreme pain. The professor then said, notice that the weight of the bottle didn't change during that time at all. The only thing that changed was how long you were holding it. And his lesson to his students from this situation was that this bottle represents our challenges, our problems, our worries, our anxieties about uncertainty, that the longer that we hold them, the more pain they can do to us. One of the most moving and powerful quotes I've ever heard is from Nelson Mandela, where he said that when I was walking out the door toward the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew that if I didn't leave behind my bitterness and hatred, I'd still be in prison. We pollute our consciousness when we allow envy and anger to enter the inner cause of our minds, bringing in negativity, injecting anxiety and uncertainty into the way we think. And that's why Mahatma Gandhi said, I'll never let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. But often we see that it's our own very shoes that are causing the dirt. Forgiveness and letting go and the ability to rise above the challenges that have been caused by others in our life is such a important ability because we need to learn to accept apologies that we never received. I believe that you can't fix yourself by breaking someone else. It's like what Buddha said, resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. When we recognize that actually by holding any negative feelings towards another individual simply only harms the way we think, that's when we'll truly be able to forgive, move on and let go and realize that that internal healing is what lets us take care of the external circumstances. And this is 
is not easy at all because we've all been caused pain, sometimes to extreme lengths. Sometimes our hearts have been broken. Sometimes our trust has been misused. Sometimes we've been exploited. Sometimes our loyalty has been tested. And that's why forgiveness doesn't excuse the behavior, but it prevents the behavior from negatively affecting us. And our ego wants us to put others in their place, but we should try to put ourselves in their place. This bottle represents our challenges, our problems, our worries, our anxieties about uncertainty. And the longer that we hold them, the more pain they can do to us. That is what attachment is about. It is about the lingering effects that remain within, that get spun up and spun out over and over again. And a bit later, Mahatma Gandhi said, I'll never let anyone walk through my mind with dirty feet. But often we see that it's our very own shoes that are causing the dirt. Attachment. This is what attachment is about. A primary reason for embodied living is that the veils of life cloud the mind, the outside stuff. Attachments occur. They upset our personal tenor. And we often do not know that they are there, but yet they work, yet they move on. We need to learn to accept apologies that you never received, said the narrator. Taoist mystics also recognize the power of attachment. And they offer a program for embodied living based on the presence of breath, body, and mind. In their language, qi, jing, and shen. Qi denotes energy, our breath, our energy system, our life force, qi. Jing, our essence, our body, the fluids within our body, the working mechanisms of life. Shen is our mind, our consciousness, thinking, dreaming, personality, ego, our spirit, Shen. The Taoist teachers, looking at breath now, notice that life exits when breath exits. They concluded that our breathing feeds us and feeds us in a way even more important than food. As one yoga teacher once told me, you can stop eating for several days, you can stop drinking for a while, but you're in real trouble if you stop breathing. Breathing is important. It keeps us going. Breath, body, and mind are essential, all three, to embodiment. Taken together, Breath, body, and mind can lead for those who pay attention toward a full, healthy, and thoroughly engaged and embodied living. Along the way, it is possible for some to enter a stage of enlightenment, awareness, nirvana. Now, in my theology, I see the Trinity lifted up in Christianity as a metaphorical representative of the Taoist Trinity. Think of it this way. God the Father is the breath. I am that I am. 
relates to the requirement of breath in flora, fauna, and humans. I am that I am. The sun represents humanity, a, a human form, human embodiment. The Holy Spirit represents that which makes us a little higher than the animals, our mind, or that of God within, our spirit. All of this is there in the language, and sometimes we as Unitarians particularly get hung up on the language and don't really look at what the language could mean if it is taken metaphorically. So here is a little overview of what I wanted to say today. The integration of three pivotal factors is necessary for embodied living. Our Unitarian, Unitarian, and Universalist DNA have long envisioned there being the possibility for a better world. We see in our heritage life as an opportunity to help construct that better world. But the other noises, and over time it seems like even greater noises that have arrived here in this 21st century, can bewilder those who seek justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. And so we pause just a little bit. And I would hope, remember, that our time on the earth is short. Because the eons of civilization, we are here just for a while, my friends. And that makes the steps that we take very important. Perfection is not necessary for anyone. Just cultivate what is the best in you. And then, as our grandparents and our great-grandparents did, hand the best of yourselves and the best of the improvements that you fostered while you were here on to the next generations. And just pray that they will do well. And so in my prayers for them is also my prayers for us that we do well with our walk upon the face of this planet. Embodied living includes using the breath, mind, and body in integration with each other. Allowing each of the three to support each other was the Taoist path to better living as well as to a longer life. Those who have come to the Taoist meditation, which happens on Thursday, may have heard some things today that they also heard during the course of this week. Others are invited. Uh, that path will be explored a little more intently in those Thursday afternoon sessions at noon on Thursday. And so... Not that this message had much to do with what I will share now. Let me say that as this month unfolds, please take a day and make it a special day just for yourself. Use your special day to relax, to stretch out, to let your mind wander and do some of the things you might otherwise not do. Just be and be and go and do. Enjoy the spa or get a massage. Take a hike, go to the swimming pool, climb a mountain, 
And as the day passes, honor the sacred moments or holy insights that happen to flow in your direction as you are giving more to yourself. Every day has significant moments. They are often ignored or overlooked. Your special day is a day for connection, for recognition, and for gratitude. And maybe if you take that one special day for yourself, and maybe after you feel what such a special day can do for you, you might find a way to do it again, and perhaps again and again, doing what you can to make the most of the time that you have. May your senses always enable you to celebrate the universe and the mystery and possibilities in your presence here. May the eros of the earth bless you. <laughs>